folks, uh, we're uh, starting our brand new Ask the uh, Zamboni Experts uh, podcast and uh, myself, Marty Elliott, I'm hosting the uh, event today and we have a special guest involved, um, Justin Fiddler from the uh, Middlesex Centre uh, here in uh, Ontario and also Dylan Learn, uh, who is the Chief Engineer and Special Projects Manager for Budweiser Gardens, the home of the London Knights here in London, Ontario. And the topic we're going to uh, discuss today is the Level Ice Laser System. And I certainly know these gentlemen have uh, had their hands on the system, both as operators and in a managerial role. But before uh, I get uh, further into this, let's take an opportunity to introduce our guests. Uh, Justin uh, Fiddler from Middlesex Centre. Uh, Justin, take it away. Give us a little bit of information about your background and uh, where you're working out of. Thanks, Marty. I have uh, been involved in the rink industry since... Uh probably going on 24 years now, starting in a small community rink in uh, Bruce County, uh, moving on to uh, the city of Own Sound and then making my way down to uh, Southwestern Ontario. Uh, currently, I am uh, facility services with the municipality of Middlesex Center, two ice rinks, and then obviously uh, multiple other buildings throughout the uh, municipality, everything from standalone community centers, uh, fire halls, OPP stations, public works buildings, that uh, we take care of uh, facility services for. With that, I look after a team of uh, full-time operations and also part-time operators. And uh, ice quality is uh, one that we are measured upon on a regular basis. And then as part of my role as well is uh, utilities and uh, gaining control and uh, monitoring of uh, utilities. So Great. efficiencies okay. are continued uh, each and every day. Fantastic. So how many sheets uh, uh, do you actually manage, uh, Justin? Three sheets, two in one location and a single pad in a second location, both with uh, level ice. Fantastic. Are they uh, multi-use uh, facilities uh, outside of uh, ice rinks? Uh, the Ilderton Arena is multi-use in the sense multi-ice sport in that it is curling and hockey, uh, two separate pads. And then the Kamoka Wellness Center, multi-purpose in multiple other facets throughout the building uh, with uh, gymnasiums and uh, workout areas, but uh, dedicated ice only for the actual ice surface itself. Right, right, fantastic. How about yourself, Dylan? We got Dylan Learn, Chief Engineer and Special Projects Manager from Budweiser Gardens here in London, Ontario. Uh, Dylan, give us a little bit of a history of yourself. Yeah, thanks for having me, Marty. Um, I've been in the industry, I want to say, for this will be my 16th season. I started when I was in roughly 19 out in the town of Elmer. I actually started as a, I will say, a rink rat, a net mover kid. And then three months later, I got promoted to being an, a part-time operator. I did, a, I want to say, a six-year stint out there. I bounced around like the city of the town of Tilsonburg. I worked part-time out there. I worked at the Western Fair here in London for a bit. Uh, full-time in Strathroy for four or five years. I've been at Budweiser Gardens as like a part-time ZAM driver since 2010. Currently, my new role, I took over for actually Justin in November 2018. Um, yeah, been, been lucky to work with some of the people in this industry that I have worked with. And I didn't think I'd be doing my position that I am now when I first started driving the Zamboni. And here at Budweiser Gardens, like, um, our ice quality has to be perfect. Our, a lot of nights play fast hockey. So 
we we strive to be the best. Right, right. Do you find a lot of pressure from uh, the club and uh, and uh, maintaining that uh, quality advice in day in day out? They expect. Uh, not really, no. Um, not so much pressure. I love what I do. I want to be the best, so I work pretty hard at trying to get it where it needs to be for the boys to play. And uh, I have a, I would like to think a pretty good line of communication with the team. So if if it's not good, they let me know, and if it's good, they let me know. So it's a pretty good two-way street. So yeah. Sure. How many operators uh, work out of your facility, uh, Dylan? Um, I got one full-time guy that works with me and I want to say four or five part-time Zamboni drivers. Um, I also work with like an, like a operations crew who also converts the building too, which is uh fun too for them. They do a great job. Right. Fantastic. Fantastic. All right. Well, listen, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, level ice. Hence uh, why we're here today. What, uh, what have you found, uh, Justin, uh, since, uh, you had your hands on the level ice system, both as an operator and in a managerial role, what's been the biggest game changer for you? I would have to say you come back to, as a facility manager, I saw the firsthand the utility savings through reduced refrigeration plant run times. Uh, that was uh, every location I've been to. Um, you know, that has always been a constant whenever uh, level ice has been implemented that you immediately saw reduced run times on the equipment, which translates into a reduced utility uh, and uh, those costs in today's, uh, today's energy market, unfortunately, uh, utilities seem to be continually uh, going up and is a major financial uh, component of the ice rink industry. So if you can do your part in that and reduce uh, it, you know, it, it adds uh, more money to your bottom line on your operational side. From an operator standpoint, I'm going to say the ease of which they can effectively do ice maintenance and uh, the reduced time they're having to spend on the ice, whether it's daily, whether it's once every two days, once a week, um, they're able to put out and feel proud about the level ice that sheet they're putting out, while at the same time, uh, knowing when they turn a rink over to a part-time operator that's coming in to operate a uh, the ice resurfacer for a shift, that when they come back in in the morning, they're going to feel very confident that they're not coming back into a quarter inch of ice being taken off the uh, pad the night before and or, oh my God, we got uh, super bright lines now because we've hit the goal crease at the one end. So, so what, you're, it, what you're referring to there, Justin, is uh, operators traditionally using the hand wheel. Is that what you're referring to? 100%. Uh, in using the hand wheel, I think uh, anybody that's been in the business for quite some time can all relate to the uh, horror stories of uh, uh, a part-time operator or even a full-time operator coming to the supervisor and goes, yeah, I got this red uh, tinge in the snow. I don't know what it's from uh, or blue tinge. and uh, Sure enough, you go out, look at the rink, and you see a swath of missing a line or a crease. So I think it has provided that reassurance that um, as we strive to maintain a professional facility, not just whether it's Budweiser Gardens or the NHL level, but even as a municipal facility, a, a community rink, uh, no longer are we have to think of them as facility operators. 
you know what, they are a professional uh, uh, operator. So the more tools you can give them to uh, be professional and put a professional product on the ice, it and level ice is one way to do that. You know what, you are giving them the tool and the, uh, the equipment and the knowledge and training component as well. They're putting out there the uh, best sheet possible that they can. Right, right. So uh, on, on the uh, other side of the coin, what are some of the challenges you've seen with your operators uh, using Level Ice uh, when it comes to a consistency um, or training? Uh, have you identified uh, some of the challenges that they've shared with you? Yeah, uh, you know what, the, the challenges uh, in uh, every facility is gonna be different. Every facility operator is gonna be different. The, I'm gonna say some challenges that I have faced over the years would be operator knowledge and or comfort level with the uh, system. Um, you know what, the operator that has 20 plus years experience with the hand wheel is gonna be, there's gonna be somewhat of a reluctance there to uh, what are they doing with their hand now? They need something to rest that hand on. If we could put a fake wheel up there that they could still spin, that'd uh, solve the issue altogether. But uh, we ha also have to uh, take into account the part-time operator doing one shift every three or four weeks. There's a training component that has to go with it and uh, trying to get them to remember it as well, coming, uh, you know, and that knowledge of how everything, cor the correlation of how it all works from the uh, benchmark to what the uh, reading is on the uh, screen to how it corresponds to where the uh, blade is uh, cutting and how much snow is coming off the ice. So the as far as the end user, the uh, participants that are playing on the ice, they don't really care about the uh, background. They don't really care about one operator versus another one. And uh, at the end of the day, as a facility professional, we have to uh, put the uh, best product on the ice. Great, great, yeah. I mean, I didn't uh, share with you guys, and I know you know this, but for our audience that would be listening in, um, my experience with Level Ice started back in 2012 with the actual manufacturer, Latex Instruments, out of Exeter, Ontario. And what you're speaking to, as far as some of the challenges, Justin, and I'll get uh, Dylan to weigh in on, on this as well, is experienced operators going from a uh, typical hand wheel to uh, Level Ice, um, and then also the uh, training aspect, uh, over the last eight years, I've, I've identified uh, training to be uh, one of the biggest, uh, uh, how would I put this, perhaps uh, miscommun miscommunicated or uh, lack of understanding. So um, can't say enough to, uh, to training. I'm sure you guys feel the same, uh, making sure that uh, training is, uh, is taken to the level uh, of expectation uh, from an operational standpoint on all components uh, with the levelized system. And definitely- Hey, Marty, uh, also. Yeah as a on the flip side with facilities that uh and i will speak for experience here and i know budweiser gardens is exactly the same in that they have one machine their primary machine has level ice the secondary slash backup machine is hand wheel you have new operators coming into the game that have never been trained on a hand wheel so we have that on numerous times where um we may have conflicting floods, so we get our backup machine out and it's a hand wheel. And I have operators that have been in the business for three or four years 
and or an, uh, a new part-time operator that looks at that hand wheel and just cannot grasp the concept of a hand wheel because they've been so fully trained. They're an expert on, or I wouldn't say expert, but they, they have full comprehension and full grasp of the level ice. But um, now you're putting them onto a machine with a hand wheel. So that, you know what, that is a challenge that I am faced with as well. And uh, it's not a challenge that is, uh, it's been brought on upon by um, not having level ice on both machines, but unfortunately uh, our municipal budget does not account for it until we go forward with the right. uh, new machine next month. Right. So. right, right. Hey, Dylan, let's bring you in on this uh, topic here. What's, uh, what's, uh, how long have you been using a level ice system? I think you mentioned it earlier in our conversation, but uh, come, let's come back to that. How long have you been uh, hands-on with level ice? Uh, I've been hands-on, I want to say, better part of 10 years when I had out, out in Elmer. Um, yeah, unfortunately, it was with your competitor, and it was, I want to say, I'm going to call it the old system is where I started it, but I do, if that makes sense, like the old programming of the level ice computer. Um, since then, I've come well-rounded with the new new programming of that too. So, um, and how do you how 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 can you uh, share with us? Uh, share, actually, share with us the uh, from the operator side uh, them adapting to uh, the system coming from traditional hand wheel to uh, a level light system. What have you experienced? Um, with my guys, I buy the um, I train them on the level lights first. So the confidence is there. I always trust them. But for personal experience, going from the wheel to the level ice, to be honest with you, at first I was like one of the old boys and was like, no, I'm not a fan of this. But then once you get to know it and actually wrap your head around it, it's tenfold. It's super easy. It's super smart. And like it's like it's just the training side of things going from the hand crank to the level ice. That's why I train my guys on the level ice first basically so they can get confidence in themselves because like Justin said new operators are we'll say timid of the hand crank and they're scared I'm assuming just because it's not they don't understand it but if you take the time to coach an operator in the level ice I can then leave my day knowing that everything's under control and I'm not going to come into blue paint in the snow pit or red paint because Budweiser Gardens is a fast building and I have to have ice in order to do what I need to do here, right? Right. Well, let me ask you, with uh, with your position at Budweiser Gardens, um, that's a conversion facility, a stadium facility hosting a lot of non-ice events. Has level ice made a big difference, uh, Dylan, um, in the conversions going from non-ice to ice and, and uh, vice versa? Can you speak to that? Uh, yeah, has it made a huge difference? I would say yes, because uh, I like to take ice measurements all the time. And w if I don't have a quick tip, say, for example, if on a Wednesday there's a conversion and I don't have, the operator didn't do measurements, and he, I can just ask him, what does the level I say? And they'll say like 1.35. And I then in my head I can reference, okay, I know I'm good going into this weekend of conversions and hockey games. When in the past I've seen going into the game like games because we just had the hand cranks at like a half an inch or three quarters of an inch, and to me like that's not in my stay here. That was just previous. 
where that's, that's a, in my mind is a scary thought and I don't want to go into a weekend of two OHL hockey games and conversions at a three-quarter of an inch of ice or a half inch ice I know with the level ice I set it I'm fairly close to where I need to be and it's just a confidence thing for myself and in the building it just helps the guys run smoother it helps everything run smoother there's not much of a right. worry and, and right. the conversion guys they're good with it they know where it is they're mindful of it and yeah fantastic fantastic what about uh let's talk a little bit about uh the um the system itself and how it's uh from an economical standpoint i know justin had touched based on this uh what have you seen dylan as far as uh operational costs um, um in reference to uh your plant not working as hard to maintain the surface temp uh can you speak to that topic yeah i know like um our, our plant doesn't run as often because our ice sickness is perfect and we have um, the fast ice system as well. So it's like flash freeze. It's, it's, it's great. Um, one of the biggest game changers I find in our building is how level, I, I'm going to say level, it um, helps me with the ice, right? Yes, I still do ice maintenance, but it's like this is a fast facility. It keeps it within. That's the biggest game changer for me. The level ice helps me keep it in the parameters that I require myself to keep it in for an right, OHL right. game, right? Yeah, how many, uh, as I was asking uh, Dylan, how many uh, uh, conversions within a month uh, would you be doing between ice and non-ice? Um, it's, that's event-based and based on what the load of the facility is. But in the past, there's times where, I don't know, in my experience here at Budweiser has been, we've had, 12 events in 13 days or 10 events in 12 days going from concert to another basketball game to a hockey game. So it varies based on month to month or week to week, but any like a, a heavy weekend would be like a, a regular ice rental night Wednesday converted to a basketball game, converted back to an OHL game, converted back to a concert, back to a Sunday hockey game. So it's a pretty quick facility. So the lights never turn off in your facility. <laughs> yeah, that's a good thing, though. It's a good thing. Yep. It's definitely. What about uh, ice fun, maintenance? It's a fun uh, thing to work at. Yeah. What about ice maintenance? Uh, uh, have you uh, guys? Uh, maybe I can get Justin to speak to this uh, as far as reduced ice maintenance uh, that you would normally or a typical facility facility would have to uh, to apply uh, in a weekly basis. Yeah. So in the uh, our municipal setting here, Marty. Um, prior to level ice, uh, you know, you would be, uh, and I, I know we get to it uh, later on as well, but edging, uh, uh, whether it would be a daily edge or a twice daily edge, we've been able to uh, reduce that. Uh, and then the actual uh, going out, the traditional days of a whole day being set aside for ice maintenance is a thing of the past. No longer are we going out to spend four or five hours of wear and tear on the machine and shave corners. Um, that is uh, gone. It's each and every flood. So my uh, philosophy is uh, each and every uh, ice resurfacing that you're doing is a uh, is your ice maintenance. So you're doing your nine and a half to ten minute uh, ice re ice sure, maintenance sure. each and every flood that you uh, do. Which and definitely... uh, the level Sorry, ice is uh, to allowing us to maintain a consistent uh, level uh, that we have set uh, as a standard for our building. Each and every building is going to be different, but uh, we have chosen inch and a quarter 
that we're trying to uh, maintain above the uh, the highest spot. So uh, due to the uneven floor, there will be areas that may be an inch and three eighths, inch and a half. But uh, we know and we're well assured that uh, through proper benchmarking that we have a minimum of an inch and a quarter of ice throughout the uh, throughout the entire ice sheet. And that goes hand in hand with the corners as well. Uh, no longer are we two inches in the corner or, and I'm just speaking when I say we, just a traditional uh, uh, in the past, I go back to the uh, 80s and 90s where uh, I myself as an operator would spend an entire day shaving corners once a week. That was the daily uh, thing. Right, um, right. Well, you know, you touched a, you touched on a uh, on a topic, and I know we're going to have it in a future podcast. But I will uh, let me uh, speak to uh, what you're referring to as far as shaving the corners, or uh, as we refer to the in, in, in the industry, edging. Um, I, the one thing I can't stress enough to uh, to facilities when they uh, bring level ice in, that is something that never stops. Um, I know you and Dylan can speak to this as well. Um, but your edging, if it's done properly, you're doing a light edge, uh, and what should be done anyways on a daily basis. Um, so that's, uh, what you were traditionally referring to, you know, back in the eighties and nineties, Justin, you are old. Sorry. I had to say that anyways, um, <laughs> that, uh, that's, uh, it's, uh, it's not getting out of hand, uh, which, uh, used to be the case, uh, uh, and now with uh, post level ice, uh, in in the marketplace um it's easier to maintain your uh, corners How, how's that for you dylan are you finding the same thing as what i'm speaking to uh yeah i i find it it's, it helps the level is definitely helps keep the the sheet a lot level um i still do i like i'm always on the ice i'm hands-on i want it to be perfect so i hold roughly i want to say anywhere between 1.45 to 1.5 inches of ice is based on how fast the facility is um, because in a weekend we could lose a quarter inch to a half inch ice just in hockey games. That's not even including conversions, how we have to clean up after that. Um, yeah, it helps reduce the time of ice maintenance, but I am also on there a lot anyway. So like Justin said, I use the floods to like as ice maintenance as well between um, the load on the ice and off the ice. But what I really like about it is because Budweiser is an event-based facility and different thicknesses are required for different events so if i wanted like a figure skinny event comes in and they need thicker ice i can just bump up the set point on the laser and now i'm building ice right and then if i need to cut it down quickly to an inch and a half and i put it at 1.5 and it'll just bring it right back down to where i need it to be so it's a convenient that way too and you just know that you've hit the marks because those coming in say an ice event they require a certain thickness and they ask for that and they ask have you hit the thickness? Yes, yes, I have. And you know you're confident in what you're doing with the system, right? Right. So uh, one of the things you guys both have touched base on is um, uh, with Level Ice is your equipment and efficiencies of your equipment. Have you noticed a difference in uh, how often you, uh, you or your operators are making blade changes and having to sharpen the blades? Is there a cost efficiency having Level Ice uh, when it comes to blade change and sharpening of blades or any other uh, 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 equipment savings that uh, you've recognized over the years? Dylan? Um, and if our facility, we change it roughly every 10 days. It uh, depends on like how if we have three nights, three London nights games, like Tuesday, Friday, Monday, or Sunday, then we 
we change. We I make sure they're sharp all the time. Um, I, I can't say I have really noticed a lot there unless because in the past that's what we were doing before. If and um, yeah, but what we do like is like the Conti blade change. I have that here too, and that's just tenfold. Um, yeah. Great lead into a subject for a future podcast. I know we'll be speaking to our uh, our other uh, products that we uh, offer uh, to our customer base, and definitely that'll be one of the uh, blade changing unit. And I know you both uh, are familiar with it. How about yourself, Justin, from a municipal standpoint? Have you seen any difference in um, operating costs when it comes to the equipment, blade changes, sharpenings, things like that? Obviously, um, not having to uh, do that uh, four or five hour ice maintenance. Uh, duration uh, during the week has uh, uh, assured us that uh, we're still changing the blades on a weekly basis, but knowing that at the end of that seventh day that the blade is still somewhat sharp, so we're not, uh, we're still able to uh, put a professional product out through that. And uh, we've tried going to into that second week, just it, uh, we just find that uh, it's easier to change it at the uh, seven days and then from there but uh you know what the you can uh, look into the added equipment uh of uh the edging uh the wear and tear in the edger not having to uh, shave the wear and tear on the human body of the uh the chipping i'll say or uh you taking a uh ice uh, club out to uh, go around the boards uh the wear and tear on the refrigeration plant uh through uh utilities having decreased runtime um, so it all adds up to uh, dollars and cents, and uh, sometimes people don't uh, take into effect the uh, staff time. And they, uh, I've heard over the years people say, "Well, the staff are there anyway, so that's not a uh, that's not a uh, viable uh, figure you can reuse for uh, budgetary reasons or a budget case uh, study." Uh, I would have to uh, disagree in that uh, staff. Even though they're there, if uh, you can free them up uh, on the ice surface or free them up with something else, they can uh, be uh, put towards their time can be better served towards other maintenance tasks or other capital projects or other improvements throughout the uh, municipality. Fantastic. That, that, that's great feedback. So I think we just had one of our other guests. Uh, unfortunately, they uh, were in a meeting. They came, uh, they came on board. Have I, have I got Randy Shaw in line? Yes, you do, Marty. Hey, Randy, how you doing? Good, how are you? Fantastic, we have Randy Shaw. Our, he's the manager of parks and facilities for Thedford, Ontario. Let's uh, talk a little bit about you, uh, Randy, while we uh, have you on the line. Um, how long have you been uh, involved in the industry and uh, your experience with Level Ice? Sure, Marty. Uh, so I've been with uh, Lampton Shores here for 16 years. Um, in the industry, uh, about 25 years. And um, with Level Ice, um, probably, She's close to eight or nine years anyway, at least, Marty. Fantastic, fantastic. And and as far as your hands on Level Ice, uh, you've been using, say, eight or nine years? Uh, yeah, the last few years, uh, I've been the management role, so I've been kind of uh, back a bit from the whole uh, hands-on experience, but on a day-to-day -day basis, I'm dealing with my, uh, with my staff who are dealing with it. But uh, before that, uh, I worked with the city of Sarnia, and, and um, with Lamp and Shores a little bit, driving uh, the machines and using Level Ice. Right, right. What have your operators uh, said about the Level Ice system, both uh, down in Sarnia and in your uh, neck of the woods now, as far as uh, them adapting to it from going traditional uh, hand crank, which uh, 
uh, of course, uh, that's uh, a standard uh, uh, piece of uh, equipment to uh, levelize. What have your operators shared with you uh, about it, Randy? They love it. Um, where I am now with Lanth and Shores, we have a, a young staff, um, so it's it goes without saying that it's easier for to train them on a new newer system. Um, and it's you know uh, very user friendly, uh, especially for um, for training some of the new staff. They they find it very easy to deal with. Um, as for the hand crank, the um, it's almost like the old school guys kind of thing, right? They it took them a little longer to catch on to the system but uh once everyone was trained on it and and got used to it that was the big thing and they love it right right and now that you've been in a manager or a role for uh the past uh, little while um of course you're responsible for your operational costs have you seen a big difference uh post installation of level ice when it comes to operating costs of your facilities operating costs i don't have those numbers in front of me i can't really comment a whole lot on the cost but i know our compressors are running a lot less um it's you know with the we're able to run our ice a little bit thinner and uh you know it's easier to maintain at that uh, at that but our hours on our compressors are are way down that's for sure fantastic well i'm going to put this question out to all three of you as we come to an end of this podcast session and i'll let each one of you answer this question the question to you folks is why do you have level ice and why should you have level ice justin can you speak to that sure can why do I have level ice? I would have to say that uh, as a facility manager looking to find ways to raise the bar, uh, find ways to reduce expenses, find ways to be create more energy efficiencies throughout the uh, building and efficiencies throughout the operation. That is one thing that I have uh, put a lot of research into and also working with the, uh, the partners such as Zamboni was able to come up with a solution and a game plan that worked to install on our ice resurfacers that uh, met all the criteria that I was looking for to raise the bar, elevate our uh, efficiencies and uh, create a better product. It hit the mark for us. So we, uh, we had to uh, put it in. It was a uh, no brainer at the end of the day when you uh, do the uh, cost analysis on it and the, the savings that uh, we were looking at, uh, you know, in my, I don't have the study right in front of me, but the uh, uh, previous uh, study I did on a uh, cost analysis, and uh, it was a less than a two-year payback, so it uh, wow. made that uh, great sense. That's, uh, that's, that's uh, interesting. That's interesting. How about yourself, Dylan? Yeah, like, um, why it's been a great, one of the greatest tools I've learned in my my stint in the industry um especially at Budweiser Gardens like we like we strive to provide the best product in the level ice helps me provide the best product for for our building and it has to be perfect because we have olympic skaters on our <clears throat> our RC, nhl superstars come here and skate too right so it really is a great tool uh for me to implement and also to work with you, Marty, and Zamboni to actually finish up with Justin Start here and then uh, be part of the double laser inboard system we have going on Budweiser. It's a little different than municipality, municipal setting ones, but and it also gives me the confidence when I leave work at the end of the day that 
my operators that I've trained on are confident and I know I'm going to have enough ice to do what I need to do over the weekend or to be there for the OHL or the NHL guys, right? Right, right. How about yourself? Uh, how about yourself, Randy? Yeah, those are all good points. You know, when it comes to energy efficiency, um, creating a good product, those are all great things. And one, and I'm sure you guys have, have talked about it before I came on board here, but um, another thing is liability. Um, some of, and I'm sure all over Ontario, a lot of these um, these ranks have floors that are heaving in spots and, and not completely level and having level ice allows us to, you know, have a uniform thickness of, of ice and where it needs to be at a, at a safe level. And uh, that way, you know, it's safer for um, our users and, you know, it's a, it's a liability issue that uh, it's uh, something everyone worries about, right? So it's really helped us in that regard as well. That's great. That's great. Thanks. Uh, thanks, Randy, for sharing that with us. That's definitely from a liability standpoint. Um, uh, even though you still do your uh, drill checks, it uh, does give yep. you uh, more confidence uh, with the level ice system because you can benchmark off your high spot of, of an un yep, un exactly. even, uh, subfloor to be able to maintain the proper thickness of ice. Well, gentlemen, I want to say thank you very kindly for taking the time out of your busy schedules to come on board and share your experiences with the level ice laser system. Um, wish you guys all the best. Stay safe. And uh, I look forward to our next Ask the Zamboni Expert podcast. So on that note, gentlemen, have a wonderful day. Thank you very kindly again. And when this is all over, I look forward to seeing you guys face-to-face -face in the near future. Thank you. Thanks, Marty. Thank you, Marty. Thank you, Marty.